bum 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 this is this is Affliction Fiction, a podcast regarding writers and artists who quite literally make their characters sick. I'm Jaden Abbott. And I'm James Ewer. And on this show, we analyze illnesses that exist in fictional works such as TV, books, and film, and how they relate to the real world. And this week, we'll be examining Methuselah Syndrome from Ridley Scott's 1982 film Blade Runner. Do you know that Blade Runner is just like a great film, but terrible advice to give to kindergartners? That's stop running with scissors. <laughs> exactly. I have a kindergartner in my who, mm-hmm. my class who just like openly experiments with the scissors by seeing whether or not they can cut her finger. Jesus Christ! She definitely has cut off a piece of hair from another kid. That kind of that kind of chaotic energy makes me nervous, no matter what oh, age yeah. you are. You better That's... believe we moved her clip down to parent contact. <laughs> Blade Runner is a science fiction film that takes place in a future Los Angeles in the mysterious and distant far-off year of 2019. Wait, Jaden, that's this year. In the film's dystopian setting, an influential company called Tyrell Corporation begins bioengineering androids known as replicants that are used for work on off-world colonies. Replicants, which have a four-year lifespan and are reasonably difficult to distinguish from humans, are banished from Earth, but a group of four of them manages to make their way to Earth illegally. The film's main character, a police officer named Rick Deckard, is commissioned as a Blade Runner, or a person who is assigned to locate and kill replicants. Methuselah Syndrome affects a character named J.F. Sebastian, a genetic designer with close ties to the Terrell Corporation, who takes a woman named Pris into his home, who is actually one of the four fugitive replicants. There, Sebastian lets Pris in on his Methuselah Syndrome. How old are you? 25. What's your problem? Methuselah Syndrome. What's that? My glands, they roll too fast. Is that why you're still on Earth? Yeah. I couldn't pass a medical. Later, another one of the replicants named Roy visits Pris and informs her that the other two replicants in their group have been killed. Sebastian becomes sympathetic to them because of his Methuselah syndrome, which causes him to age more quickly. While replicants are designed to live for only four years, Sebastian's condition makes it so that his lifetime will end prematurely as well. We've got a lot in common. What do you mean? Similar problems. Accelerated decrepitude. I don't know much about biomechanics, Roy. I wish I did. Mm. If we don't find help soon, Pris hasn't got long to live. We can't allow that. Roy manipulates Sebastian into bringing him to Dr. Tyrell of Tyrell Corporation, where he then demands that his lifespan be extended beyond four years and kills Tyrell upon being denied. At this point, Sebastian flees and runs away from Roy, but he's later found dead, presumably having been killed by Roy. But maybe he died of Methuselah syndrome. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe he died because he was just out there on those streets. <laughs> Body identified with Tyrell. It's a 25-year-old male Caucasian. Name Sebastian. J.S. Sebastian. Sebastian says the primary symptom of his Methuselah syndrome is his glands and organs aging more quickly, which isn't to say that his body parts increase in the number of years they've actually existed, but rather that they begin to falter and decay sooner in life than they ordinarily would. The only outwardly visible symptom of Methuselah syndrome that we see in Blade Runner is Sebastian's skin being unusually wrinkly. 
Conditions that are similar to Methuselah syndrome would have to cause those affected to display physiological signs associated with age that is older than they actually are. In other words, they would cause a person to physically look as if they're older than in their actual age. These do exist, and they have a name. Prodroid syndromes. The most commonly known of all the prodroid syndromes is, as the name would suggest, progeria. More technically known as Hutchinson-Gilford progeria syndrome, this genetic condition specifically appears in children and gives them signs of rapid, accelerated aging. I hate that name because you know that every researcher that was researching this disease was like, I want my name on that <laughs> disease too. Yo, that I, is a common like, trend. I'm with so the confused. We is this a on. disease or a law firm? Right? Like, <laughs> like I just don't understand. It's like, it's got a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see all... like, I like to imagine the next time a disease is discovered by a lab, they'll be like, please enjoy the, like, the, the doctors will be like, I'm sorry, you have Hutchinson, Rubenstein, Goldberg, Guilford, Sanders, and Son syndrome. And sons. And so, like, I don't, I don't know what to do for you. Like, like the damn, you are going to die before the doctor finishes telling you what you have. And I'm not okay with that. This is a call to action. Scientists, stop putting your name on diseases. You I'm can't tired call of it. I'm this tired is not a call it. to action. <laughs> it is okay to call your disease Hutchinson and Guilford and Sons at law. No, it's not. I don't want to retain the services of my cardiovascular disease. I'm tired. It's not a cardiovascular. I'm well. tired. This is the most passionate I've ever been about anything on this podcast. And I hate myself for it. Oh, my God. Where were we even? According to the Progeria Research Foundation, affected children usually appear healthy at birth, but within the first two years of life, they begin to show symptoms such as stunted growth, hair and body fat loss, thinning and wrinkling of the skin, stiffness of joints, hip dislocation, and a disproportionately large head and small face. Progeria occurs as a result of a mutation in the gene known as LMNA, or lamina. LMNA produces a protein appropriately called lamina, which serves to hold the nucleus of a cell together. According to Vinaigrette Clinic, the mutated form of lamina produces a variant of lamina protein called progerin, which fails to hold together the nucleus and causes cells to become unstable, leading to the physiological symptoms of progeria. In addition to signs of premature aging, progeria is usually accompanied by some other health issues. Teeth form abnormally, hearing loss can occur, the bones become fragile, veins become visible under the skin, and the voice typically stays uncharacteristically high in pitch. Hey, Jaden, do you Don't have even this? Start. I knew it was coming as soon as I... <sighs> All right, listeners, we're going to be doing the rest of the podcast like this. Mm. Y chromosome. <laughs> but the most notable and devastating condition that usually develops alongside progeria is atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis is a condition characterized by the stiffening and thickening of the walls of the arteries. This is an issue because the arteries are what carry oxygen and nutrients out of the heart to different areas of the body. On average, at the age of around 14, most children with progeria die of atherosclerosis. This decreased ability for blood to travel to and from the heart can lead to a heart attack, congestive heart failure, or stroke, all of which tend to ultimately be fatal. In Blade Runner, Methuselah Syndrome would have caused Sebastian to die prematurely, but really he would have just died of old age. It's just the case that he reached old age more quickly than other people do. For people with progeria, their lifespans are almost always cut short as well, though not because they're actually reaching old age faster, but rather because their condition results in the development of another physical condition that causes death. As of yet, there is no outright cure for progeria, only small treatment methods which may help to delay some of its symptoms. 
That being said, research for future treatment options is still ongoing, including studying LMNA in order to better understand how the disease progresses, as well as developing ways to prevent diseases of the heart and other blood vessels. The term progeroid syndrome does appear to be derived from progeria, although there are other disorders besides progeria that fall under this category. But like other progeroid syndromes, progeria is remarkably rare. Additionally, progeria, although a genetic disorder, is not hereditary and does not run in families. The same, however, cannot be said about all other progeroid syndromes. One progeroid syndrome that is hereditary is known as Werner's syndrome. According to the National Organization of Rare Disorders, or NORD, Nord. Werner's syndrome is a condition that, like progeria, causes the development of physiological symptoms associated with old age. But, rather than affecting children, it begins showing signs during adulthood, or, in some cases, adolescence. For this reason, it is often referred to as the progeria of adults. Werner syndrome is largely characterized by the same symptoms as progeria, with some key differences. Like progeria, Werner syndrome causes a person's growth rate to become significantly slower, and typically all growth stops at the time of puberty, leading to an abnormally short final height and low final weight. Additionally, while loss of hair is a symptom of Werner syndrome, just like progeria, it is also possible in the case of Werner syndrome for hair to turn gray prematurely before it falls off. And while in progeria the symptoms of premature aging arise within the first two years of life, the symptoms of Werner syndrome usually only fully appear by the age of 25. Like progeria, Werner syndrome is also often accompanied by atherosclerosis. But in addition, about 70% of people affected by Werner syndrome also develop a case of type 2 diabetes at the time they are diagnosed. More technically known as non-insulin-dependent diabetes mellitus, or the kind Nick Jonas doesn't have, this condition causes those affected to become resistant to the hormone called insulin, which is what allows the body to use glucose for energy. The pancreas begins secreting an inordinate amount of insulin, which causes glucose levels in the blood to increase. Typically, the risk of type 2 diabetes is higher around the age of 50 to 60 years, but for people with Werner syndrome, it can appear by age 35. Werner syndrome is caused by a mutation in a gene called the WRN gene. There isn't one specific type of mutation of this gene that causes Werner syndrome. There have been more than 80 different distinct mutations of the WRN gene recorded that have all led to Werner syndrome. The WRN gene is responsible for encoding a protein called a helicase protein. Helicase proteins are those which are responsible for separating double-stranded DNA before cell division and DNA replication. When a mutation occurs in the WRN gene, the helicase protein malfunctions, and the symptoms of premature aging begin to appear. Unlike progeria, Werner syndrome is hereditary. It's an autosomal recessive disorder, which means a person needs to inherit an abnormal gene from each of their parents in order to show symptoms. If they only inherit the gene for Werner syndrome from one parent, but inherit a normal gene from the other, they'll be a carrier for Werner syndrome, but they won't show any symptoms. This ultimately means that Werner syndrome is extremely rare, even more so than progeria. With fewer than 900 cases reported since 1904, the estimated frequency of Werner syndrome is fewer than 20 per 1 million people in the United States. The final progeroid syndrome we'll discuss is Wiedemann-Rautenstrauch syndrome. This is also sometimes known as neonatal progeroid syndrome, because unlike the past two conditions we've discussed, symptoms of this disorder appear before birth. According to the U.S. National Library of Medicine, while individuals with progeria or Werner syndrome generally appear healthy at birth, those affected by Wiedemann-Rautenstrauch syndrome show signs of not growing and gaining weight at a normal rate before they are even born. Okay, so unlike James, I'm not going to try to pronounce the choking hazard that is the name of this disease. We're, you're going to get a cool WR from me. Well, the source I was using does say you can pronounce it as WRS, but I thought it would be fun to... 
to, to really ruin my day. Yeah. It's, okay, great. To say the full name of the law firm. Oh, God. Wiedemann and Rottenstrauch and yes, Sons at Law. Stop naming your diseases after every person that was involved. Many of the symptoms are largely what you'd expect out of a prodroid syndrome. Large head, small mandible, sparse hair, a lack of fat, thin skin, and an overall appearance of an older age. But there are also some symptoms that make WR syndrome distinguishable. For one, people affected by this disorder have larger fontanelles. Fontanelles are the spaces between the skull bones that are present in all infants and are usually referred to as soft spots on the head. During childhood, fontanelles typically close together, but for people with vitamin Rautenstrauch syndrome, they often remain open for their entire lives. Show off. Rautenstrauch. To call back to our episode from just two weeks ago, WR syndrome is sometimes accompanied by a movement disorder. There may be a great deal of involuntary tremors or problems with coordination and balance, which is medically known as ataxia. Oh, no. Ataxia? <laughs> is that the disease that... Ataxia? ataxia? <laughs> oh, jeez. People affected are also often born with natal teeth already present. These teeth fall out in just a few weeks after birth, but sometimes adult teeth don't develop in their place. Like Werner syndrome, vitamin rautenstrauch syndrome is an autosomal recessive disorder caused by a mutated gene called polara, which is spelled with a three instead of an E. Oh, I straight thought that was like a course description for a politics course at NYU. <laughs> I was like, Paul, Paul 3RA. 3RA. <laughs> people with one mutated copy of polara are carriers without any visible symptoms, while people with two mutated copies have the condition. As for J.F. Sebastian's Methuselah syndrome, the closest comparison is probably Werner syndrome. As it seemed to affect him as an adult, syndromes have fully appeared at age 25, and he was probably perfectly healthy at birth before he aged. That being said, it's obviously not exactly the same. It makes sense that both Methuselah syndrome and prodroid syndromes impact the skin, as the change in the skin is typically one of the most apparent signs of old age. But while prodroid syndromes cause the skin to become thin and translucent, Methuselah syndrome causes the skin to look like how you think a Hollywood makeup team would depict old age. Thick, rigid skin with lots and lots of wrinkles. Additionally, the vast expanse of other symptoms caused by prodroid syndromes just aren't present in Methuselah syndrome. J.F. Sebastian had a full head of dark hair on a proportionally sized head, and he's played by an actor that's 5'8". He ages more quickly, but he isn't affected by any health condition that might come about with age had he not been killed. He simply would have died of old age early in life. All of this is to say that the team behind Blade Runner probably fell in love with the idea of a character for whom time passes more quickly, but didn't want him to have any other symptoms, and as such, didn't think a prodroid syndrome would be suitable. That's all we have to say for now, but what do you think? Do you have a question or contribution to today's discussion? If so, you can send us an email at afflictionfiction.wnyu.org. For now, I'm Jaden Abbott. And I'm James Ewer. Thanks for listening. And get well soon. Blade Runner was written by Hampton Fancher and David Peoples and is property of Warner Brothers. Lover's Carvings by Bibio was written by Stephen Wilkinson, performed by Jaden, and is property of Warp Records. I helped. <laughs> you did. <laughs>